You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, leadership consultant and your guide to implementing custom strategies based on your personality type. This is the podcast where you get to evaluate your personal and professional growth and create your best life by growing a business that works for you. Let's dive in because your next level of success is within reach once you decide to dream loudly. I am so excited to welcome Heather Criswell to the show today. She is a communication coach, speaker, and trainer. And today we are going to dive into a conversation, but I promise you it is not the boring communication topics that you are used to hearing. Yes, it's important. Yes, communication matters. Um, But we are going to have quite a conversation on her journey to becoming a communication expert and how you can actually be a better communicator yourself. So welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. So before we dive into what you do and how you got started, you know, my favorite question to ask people is because I started out as a multi-passionate coach and branded myself that way. What is that thing that you actually are really passionate about, really care about, but you have not actually put it inside of the brand that we see on your website, as a speaker, on social media, that kind of thing. Funny, the thing that I really, I, I feel like I should have been a sociologist, like, uh, you know, sociology is like my world. And I just love people. I love watching people, listening to people. I was the girl in the lunchroom that would sit there and listen like three tables over. And my friends would be like, what are they saying? You know, I was totally into gossip and I just was so interested in how people thought and what they said but actually also how they behaved and how their words didn't always match their actions or their behavior. So it would trip me up and I would be like, why are they, why are they acting like that when they said something totally different? So for me, that's where I think the heart of communication came in for me very early in life is why is there such a discord between what they're saying and what they actually want to say and actually what they're doing and being. So it was just this really weird um, connect the dots moment for me all my life of wondering and, and, and how somebody that was like really popular could be super nice to me and then turn around and be like so mean to me, like all the things I just, I was always so very interested. So Yeah, I think that's really interesting that for someone who focuses so much on communication, a lot of times we separate the listening from the speaking, but then also you're adding into it the behaviors and everything that goes with it. And I think we're quick to skip on the nonverbal communication when talking about communication. So it's interesting that you've actually always been intrigued by it even from a young age, but then you also said a gossip queen. And I'm very, I like that. Cause you're also told like, never gossip about people. Don't get into the gossip. And you're like, no, I loved it. <laughs> so. I did. I <laughs> so was cool. the first girl to be like, did you hear? Can you believe? Oh my gosh. Like I was that That's girl. That's awesome. <laughs> I am that girl. Only to my close circle though. <laughs> like, of course, of course. You have to keep it contained to an extent. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Tell us what it is that you do as a communication speaker. And honestly, like, how did you get started? I have your bio in front of me and people can read it in the show notes, but it's a very interesting journey. So I'm curious to like 20 year old you, and I won't age you, you can age yourself if you want, though. but 20 year old you to today and how did we get there? 
Uh, well, 20-year-old me, I started a preschool at 21. So I was, I was literally opening a school at that point in time. And, you know, thankfully I did it then because I thought I knew everything and could be everything and do everything. And nobody was going to tell me any different. We're all um, invincible at 21. I love it. <laughs> you know, now if I was to open a school, I'd be like, oh my gosh, insurance. Oh my gosh. Liability suing me, you know, all the things I'm going to lose my house, all the things. So, um, at 21, I didn't have anything to lose, whatever, let's do it. Um, so I went through that process for, um, nearly a decade and, uh, the next generation of kids came in and I was super tired, quite frankly. Uh, they literally, it took me for a long ride and I had a lot of kids that, needed a lot more attention. And the beauty of that experience was children teach us how to communicate and they teach us so wisely and we discount that and we often override it. But children are very clear. They are very truthful. You know, the kid would, one kid goes, um, Miss Heather, why are your legs so much bigger than my mom's? <laughs> oh, very honest. Um, and look at your belly, like it's all flippity flappity, like my mom's belly's not like that. And, you know, so you really have to embrace the moment and, and realize like how, of course, I can give them some skills to communicate. And that's my job as an adult, but they speak their truth. There's no two-year-old that comes out depressed and saying, I'm so ugly. They just don't do it. Two-year-olds are like, I am beautiful. I am amazing. I am great. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they taught me a world about how to communicate with each other. Um, and I helped them facilitate those conversations. And the beauty of that experience for me was I learned how to simplify very hard concepts so that you could actually have a communication happen and everybody be heard, valued and understood. So I was super tired and a friend, one of my clients actually did massage therapy and I was like, oh, quiet. Ooh, that sounds good. So I opened, uh, I went into massage therapy. I worked for someone and that worked for about 13 days. And I realized that I could never work for anybody ever again. And so I opened a wellness center and we did a lot of alternative um, healings, uh, energy work, Japanese acupuncture, massage, all of those kind of things. But I also learned very clearly in that space how to communicate with the body without words, because nothing's worse than a massage therapist. So how's your day? How are you doing? How's everything? Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, please just be quiet, please. <laughs> you know? So um, I learned how to communicate with the body and in, in, energy. And it was crazy because I'd be massaging somebody's foot and all of a sudden I'd hear like, I really want McDonald's. And I absolutely despise McDonald's. I mean, if it was Armageddon, I would never eat again, literally. Um, if McDonald's was the only answer. And after the massage, she goes, God, I'm so glad that massage is over. And I was like, okay, thank you. And she says, no, I'm so hungry. I want some McDonald's. And so I learned very quickly how to communicate with the body energetically. And after moving on from that, I opened an online business where I did a lot of communication with parents and children, um, which evolved into coaching, which evolved into corporate training and 
Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I do a lot of corporate training, a lot of executive coaching, um, coaching for businesses, people in business that are just getting into business. Like how do I fire my crummy client? You know, <laughs> all of those kind of questions. <laughs> yeah. So I've just kind of taken everything that I've learned and put it under this umbrella of, I help you basically master your words and your energy so that you can get what you want every single time. And that can be in any arena. Um, it is very broad and I'm, I'm definitely not your niche down girl that they always tell you to do. I don't believe in niching. <laughs> My clients all know that I don't believe in niching. So it's I, totally fine. <laughs> I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, I, I just think that, and especially for those of us, because again, you connect the dots, right? Like everything had a purpose to bring me exactly here. I had to be so crazy with children and listening to them and then be so quiet to get the full perspective of what communication is and how do we do it effectively. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And so like I have today, if you heard me, I have a very specific and unique niche, but it's because I was committed to connecting all of my dots. And when you hear the full sentence, you're like, okay, that's really specific, but I absolutely refused in separating or leaving one piece of who I am behind and my experiences in the dust. So I totally get it. It makes sense. I think, I mean, what on earth do we do that we're not communicating literally from birth to death like you are communicating whether you are verbal or nonverbal like you even mentioned like we're all communicating our needs our desires um with our teams whatever it might be so it makes sense that you're like no in all the things that you need before we hit record you were talking about dealing with the car dealership and honestly all of us are like, yep, I need to learn how to communicate effectively with the car dealer, um, whether I'm buying it or servicing it, you know, kind of a thing. So applying that in life, but I want to talk about applying it in business and obviously scoping out your website and just really soaking in more and more of what you do. But as a keynote speaker, one of your topics is saying that children are wiser than us. And I think as adults, um, I'll go with the 21-year-old version of you and 21-year-old version of myself was the exact same way as I am invincible. I do know everything and no one can tell me I am wrong um, with pretty much anything. And so, but you say, yeah, children are wiser than us. And so I'd love for you to share some of those um, nuggets of wisdom that you have learned from children and that you can share with the audience today as well. Well, I, I agree with you. You know, I think that over time, what happens is we come in knowing what we want, right? A baby doesn't, a baby cries, a baby screams, a baby laughs. They tell you exactly what they want and expect to get what they need, right? And so over time, I watched as I was working with these thousands of children, 30,000 kids I've worked with, one thing was very, very clear. They always knew what they wanted and they always expressed it in a way that they thought was the best way to get it. And so that could be screaming, that could be crying, that could be happy, that could be sad. Um, so the one, the most important thing that I've learned from kids is that they walk in with a clarity, a clarity, a knowing for themselves, this is what I want. And you're not going to talk them out of it, especially a two-year-old. 
cannot talk that two-year-old out of what they want. You know, don't you want this, this dress? No, I don't want that dress. And I mean, we've all done it. I've done it even with my own son. And I wrote a book on how not to do it. And here I am doing exactly what I tell my everybody else. Don't do this, but I do it. You know, where I'm like, don't you like this shirt? Don't you like this shirt? Because it's so much nicer than that stupid Pokemon shirt, you know? <laughs> um, and he wants the Pokemon shirt, you know? Um, so they have a clarity. Also, kids don't discount themselves. And I say this very um, cautiously because I'm talking about very young children. As we get older, we start doing it, right? We've learned those patterns. We've learned from our parents. We've learned from significant people in our lives how to start doing that. But a two-year-old, when they come home with their art project, isn't this the best art project ever? Look at my coloring. I did so good. Isn't this great? It's amazing. I'm so great. I'm so wonderful. I'm so much. And you're like, yes, 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 you are. Right. But as adults, and even as younger children come up, this is where I, even with my own son, I'm starting to notice where he's pulling back. He was playing football with some kids and we're not sports kind of people at all. And so the poor kid, they threw the football at him and he caught it and he started running in the street instead of like to the side to side. And the kids are like, what are you doing, man? Because we just moved to like a totally football place. And he's like, I don't know. And so he got embarrassed and humiliated. He didn't know what to do. He gave him the ball and he ran inside and cried. Right. So he was crying because he was disappointed. He didn't know what to do. He was humiliated. But a three-year-old would just keep running. <laughs> they would never stop, right? No matter what anybody says or anybody does, a three-year-old just keeps running. And that's where we start shifting. And that's where children are wiser than us. If we stay focused on how they behave, how they, and I'm not saying that we don't have tools to help support them in that. That's our job is those tools to help support them of, you know, maybe you don't tell your teacher she has a big fat leg, right? Like you could say, oh, oh your leg's different than my mommy's leg. Yes, we are all very different. Our bodies are different. Our skin is different. Our hair is different. And then that opens that kind of conversation. We give them the tools, but I never want to take away that, that truth of who they are. And children speak from truth. And we need to be able as adults to start speaking from truth as much as possible, our own truth. And I think that I've honed in a couple of those tools to help do that so that we can be clear and, and come out uh, with each other from a space of a knowing and understanding versus my way or your way or the highway. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I think that's exactly it, especially I'll call it the noisiness of social media. Although quite frankly, you're just watching too many things if it's still noisy and crowded to you. Um, but there's so many different opinions and there's so many different voices. And for you to forget what's true for you, I think is where we all start to kind of fade off and lose that childlike manner. And so you can't speak your truth if you don't know what's true for you. And you also mentioned knowing what you want and how often is it that you're like, I want what she has. Okay, 
why? Because she has it. Like, got a better reason. And it it makes sense when a seven year old says, "I want a football," because the other seven year olds have a football. But if you're not the sports, you know, kid, then maybe not. Maybe a book. <laughs> um, you know, kind of thing, but owning what is right for you, what is best for you. Um, I think a lot of parents, when they do put their kid in the sport and realize, okay, that's not for my kid, we're quick to say, all right, band, dance, theater, like what is that opportunity? But why do we as adults force ourselves to fit in something that's truthfully not meant for us? And so knowing what you want and that clarity is the first piece. And that just I mean, take five minutes to sit with yourself and decide and just well, go with it. <laughs> it's simple practices too, right? So your, your significant other, my husband will say, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know, but I really do know. I want Mexican food. Like, I know he doesn't want Mexican food because we just have Mexican food, but I really want Mexican food, right? And so it's this dance we do. I don't know. What do you want? And he goes, I don't know. What do you want? And then I, I don't, I don't. And he'll say, how about hamburgers? And I'm like, I don't really want hamburgers. How about Chinese food? I don't really want Chinese food. And then he's like, I know you want Mexican food, right? And so the silliness of all of that is basically just saying, look, I know we had Mexican food yesterday, but if you're really asking what I want, I really want Mexican food again today. Now, if that's not on your agenda and um, I'm open to some other suggestions, but I definitely don't want Chinese food or whatever, right? Like the clarity of that conversation can avoid so many things, but that takes practice and simple practice. Like, what do you want for dinner? Where do you want to go? We're I so good, you know? Yeah. I think that's a great place to start is start being honest about what you want for dinner so that when it does come to your work and the business decisions and are we spending 5,000 or 5 million or 5 billion if you're in the right field of work, you know, you can make those decisions and have that conversation to get to that common ground a lot better. So I'll challenge everyone listening. The next time someone says, what do you want for dinner? Actually say what you want, even if it's pizza for the fourth night in a row, be honest about it. Now, should you have the pizza? Maybe not on day four, like, you know, let's throw a salad in the mix or something. But at the same time, hey, you know what? pizza is still a valid answer. So especially if you're like my son, you could have pizza four nights in a row and he'd be okay with it. But, you know, figuring out what that is and speaking that truth for yourself, let's do it in those personal quote unquote easier situations so that you are capable and preparing yourself to have it in those more difficult conversations. And maybe work is easier for you than your personal life Then do it at work and work on it in your personal life, whatever your situation might be. But I challenge you to start having those honest conversations about what you actually want on whatever the easy thing is for you in your life today, so that you can take on those more difficult things as they do show up, but know what you want and then say it <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I love that. It's practice for yourself too. Like if, if at night you go, God, I really want to wake up in the morning. I want to go for a walk. Like then you set that intention for yourself too. It, it can be a conversation with yourself of what am I really wanting? I want to go for a walk. And then you're so clear again with children, right? They're so clear. Babies are so clear. We go, oh, oh okay. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Like uh, change your diaper. I'll, I'll give you some food. I'll take you outside. We do because we know what they want. We're, they're clear. They are clear. And I think that's, it's important for us to 
keep that in what we're doing, whether you're 2, 22, or 72, like continue that process of being clear and going after it. Um, so thank you so much for, for sharing that insight. Are there any other communication tidbits that you can kind of share or give that you want to share in this moment for people that are definitely trying to enhance their leadership skills and abilities? So anytime I go into any conversation, there are three questions that I ask every single time, hands down. I ask myself this, just like I was talking to you about the service problem with the dealership. I'm sitting in my car and I said, okay, okay, what am I supposed to do again? Heather, Heather, come back. What am I supposed to do? And I had a little conversation with myself. Okay. First question is what am I wanting? So in the dealership, the situation with the dealership was a service issue. I said, what am I wanting? I'm wanting to walk out of this dealership, not paying a dime because that is not what I signed up for. That is not what they promised me. And that is not what we both agreed to from the very beginning. So whether it's right or wrong, that's what I want. And that's what I believe is fair and just. So great. Number two, what's the energy that I'm bringing to this? And this is the key part that people forget every single time because the energy I was bringing, I was really pissed. <laughs> I was so mad. My cheeks were all red and bright and I was breathing so shallow. And I'm like, oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I <laughs> Because I kind of energetically knew something was going to go down with this dealership. And I was like, on the edge and I felt it. So me going into the dealership and talking to the general manager with the attitude of, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, this is ridiculous. You guys are terrible. This is stupid. Like you wasted my day, which are all very true. Don't get me wrong. All of those things were very true. They wasted two of my days that cost me a lot of money, more than just the service that they were doing. So all of that was true. But if I want to get what I want, I need to be in alignment with the energy of what I want, which is I want peace. I want to walk out of here with my car, with the key in it, with the battery fixed, without a bill. That's what I want to walk out with. So what do I need to do to change my energy? I need to take a few deep breaths. I need to realize all is well. It's going to work out. It always works out for me. And no matter what the outcome I will be okay. I will be okay. And so once I'm in alignment with that energy and I've calmed my silly butt down, now I can say, okay, what's the inspired action? Now I'm going to walk in there with my head high. I'm going to tell the, tell the general manager the situation. I'm going to give the key points that are really important to me, what I'm wanting. And I'm going to give a reason as to why that is happening. And then I'm going to walk out of here with my key and a zero bill. And let me tell you what happened. I went back to the service department. It all fell exactly in that line. And I signed the paper that said no charge. Not because I was getting necessarily what I want, like, uh, 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 I mean, get what I want and throw a temper tantrum. That's not the getting that what I want. Getting what I want that I believe is it just right? That I believe is right, that I signed up for, that I actually signed a paper for. That's what I am getting from this experience. And the energy I brought to it was calm, cool, collected, clear, and also humility of, look, 
Had I known that there was a deductible, I'd pay it, no problem. But nobody ever told me that. Is that part of your protocol? Is this what you stand for in your company, in your dealership? And those kind of questions, when I asked them, they just looked at me and said, absolutely not. And I said, I didn't think so. So I'm confused. Why are we here? And everything changed. So take the inspired action. Now I walk out with my car and I have a great story to tell. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, universe, God, spirit, whatever you want to say, we don't have to have this much trauma every time for me to be able to tell a really good story. <laughs> yeah. And, but I, I love what you, you said. And so I think a lot of times when we are walking into these challenging situations and whether it's a car dealership or a colleague or even a client, you know, we we're very quick to assume blame and ready to attack and all of these things, but it really comes down to knowing your values and their values. And I think whenever you're setting up a relationship and we're quick to do this when we're thinking about marriage, but all of a sudden we shift to business and we're like, oh, values don't matter. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like throw it out the window. But like, what are these values? Do we have common values? Are we sitting on the same foundation here? I'm clear in what I want. Is this what you want? And now we can move that conversation forward. And so I, I love that you kind of said like, hey guys, are these your values? Is this what you stand for? No, it's not. All right. Then like, what's the problem here? Let's realign to what we both think is the truth and what we both want to have as a, a solid foundation. And so that's where you're able to get what you want. And I think we're so quick to assume like, well, they're just bad people who want bad things. And I'm like, no, like what are their values? Did you one, stop to ask? Did you two, listen? Um, but I love those three questions that you had of, okay, like what do I want out of this situation? And what is that energy that I'm bringing? Because most humans match energy. If you're calm, cool, collected, and clear, I love that fourth C, they're not going to be screaming at you in the same way. Um, but if you start screaming, then like most natural human beings, they're going to match it or they're going to top it. So it's really hard to like scream at someone who's calm. <laughs> like it's just weird and awkward. They're going to naturally bring themselves back down to a neutral place to have that conversation for both outcomes. It probably didn't really cost them like more than a hundred bucks that they could like eat the hundred bucks and have a happy customer who probably will buy a second car. Like we all know the big picture of sales in comparison to like, I'm going to fight tooth and nail for your $400 deductible. And then you sell your car and you tell everyone I'm a horrible dealer and we don't hit our end of year goals. So it's thinking about those baseline things going into the big picture and then saying, okay, what's the best course of action for me to, to take? And so I repeated everything that Heather said. So if you still didn't take notes, folks, like go hit rewind on the last six minutes of things. But um, I just- a, It's a basic formula for any conversation. It's a yeah. basic formula for any conversation and it works across the board. In and every, every single thing. Every single thing. I have had people get a $20,000 bonus. I've had people fire clients. Um, you know, it works every single time because the key, the secret sauce to it is that you're only speaking from your own experience. You're only speaking from your own self. I'm not saying you're a terrible person. I'm not saying that you're a bad dealership. Like 
I'm just saying, this is what I signed up for. And this is what you signed up for. So there's a disconnect here, you know, bringing out the truth, quote unquote, if, if there's such thing as, you know, two people having the same truth. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> let's at least find a commonality of our yes. two different truths. Yeah. Common ground, common ground. We can meet in the middle somewhere. And it doesn't mean compromising either, because I was not willing to compromise paying because I did not sign for that. I did not sign up for that. And I didn't actually physically sign for it either. So there were a lot of, and again, it goes kind of back to, I'm not throwing a temper tantrum. And the beauty of it is the people said to me, you know, you are so nice about having such a big problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, I am. Thank you. I've worked hard to get here. I was like, uh, this is what I do for a living. So if you need any help, here you go. Here's my card. You know, call me. I'll talk to your whole team. Yes, I, I actually that. did say that. I said, you know, um, Taylor over here, he has a little bit of a hard time connecting. I'm happy to help, you know. Hey, every every day is a sales day. So I, I hope that that turns around as a nice contract for you yes, as well. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I really appreciate this story. And I think, again, like we all have car dealerships and, and the DMV, right? We all have that kind of united story of people we're supposed to hate or want to hate in mm-hmm. our lives, but you were still able to have a positive outcome by using these skills. And so obviously as a communication expert, you're doing this all the time and helping others to do it. And I, I love that you're helping them to match, you know, master their words, but also bring the right positive energy into that every situation that they're facing um, in life. But what is that legacy that you would like to create that for people to kind of keep with them? um, If they didn't take anything else out of this beautiful conversation, what is that one message that you want them to kind of have and sit with as they go about the rest of their day? I, I, I started a company called Wise Inside and nobody got it. I, can't, I mean, I couldn't even get it spelled out on a website. People would be like, why is what inside, outside, what? Like, so it was just an awful name for a company, but it was the concept that I believe in wholeheartedly. And that concept is, is that we have the wisdom within us always. And again, back to your noise outside, we have people in our ears telling us what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Alexa is now telling me order toilet paper. So stop it. You know, like, you know, I I mean, everybody's telling us what to do, how to do, when to do it. And it's this voice that's in you. And it is, it, it, it's always with us. And if we're quiet enough, if we just close our eyes, put your hands on your heart and connect into that voice, that wise inside that wisdom within the gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, it's there, that feeling that says, don't go down that street. I don't know why. Don't, don't go out with that guy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Or, you know, maybe not get the sushi tonight. You know, it's not so great tonight. You know, all of those voices inside of us and we discount them and we suppress them and we push them down. And that's what we're taught over life. And I would hope that people could come back and reconnect into that voice within and have a conversation with yourself first, because all great conversations start with ourselves first and really knowing who we are, what we want, when we want it, and 
and loving that person within for reminding you daily of what you're about, why you're here, you know, what matters the most. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Um, I, my favorite show is scandal, um, till this day with (laughs) Olivia Pope. And one of the things that she says is my gut tells me everything that I need to know. And mind you, she had some questionable things because it was a fictional show, but that line has always stayed with me. And I love what you just said, because if you take that time to really think about your own desires, what you want and where you're going, you know, and developing that habit as well to say, okay, I'm going to trust my gut and trust what I'm being told and that I'm going to make the right decision if I listen to my myself, not everyone else around me. So thank you so much for, for sharing that, for sharing all of your wisdom um, and for being on this podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for hosting it. And thank you for putting this kind of information out in the world because we need it desperately. And especially in the times that we're in right now, we need to have conversations with each other more than ever, more than ever. And it is it's imperative. It's, it's important for humanity. And thank you for facilitating that here because you're one of the light workers and light warriors out on the planet that are doing the work in order to keep us um, connected. Absolutely. Thank you. Are you searching for a simple way to run your business sustainably as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to learn about upcoming workshops or speaking events and to work with me directly. I'll teach you my methodology for applying psychology to your business strategy without the cookie cutter tactics so you can avoid burnout and confidently step into leadership and own your expertise. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Coach Keds. Now go the extra mile and even leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.